This is the podcast that flips the health and wellness industry upside down so you can be your healthiest inside and out. I'm your host, Dr. Neil Smoller, holistic pharmacist and supplement strategist. And today's episode is The Guide to Spring, Part 1. Over the next two weeks, everything spring. Allergies, bug bites, poison ivy, spring fashion, we've got it all. And in Part 1 here, I'm going to discuss one last time the holistic allergy relief stuff. Visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast related and please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or even over on YouTube. And you know what? I'm not going to ask for a review. <laughs> I'm done. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. You like what you hear? I want you to like wherever you're listening. I'm sure it's on an app or device or something. Click those three little dots and click copy link and then go to your text messages and then say to a friend, hey, I just heard this and I like it and I was thinking of you. I want you to hear it. And that's it. Keep it much more simple than trying to figure out what to say in a review. Just share me with one of your friends. And if you're feeling super duper generous, share me with two of your friends. It would really make my day. If you're tuning in for the first time, know that I am a fan of supplements done right. But what I'm not a fan of is, you know, the practices that are super deceptive of the health and wellness industries. If I'm here ranting, I'm not beating up on you because you've tried something. I'm raging against the machine of misinformation and hype that got a good person like you down that wrong path. Today's show, Guide to Spring Part 1, my consult docket is filling up (laughs) with these same questions about holistic management of spring-related problems. People are thinking about it all, asking about it, and so I figured let's answer the question since it's kind of a hot topic right now. So uh, the three topics that we're going to cover over these two episodes, the holistic allergies management, two bug bites and pest control, and three poison ivy management. Uh, and what I'll say here before we get this whole thing started is uh, you guys have computers, <laughs> probably a phone that is like a supercomputer, hopefully not a flip phone. Uh, if you do, that's cool, I guess. Uh, you can Google this stuff and you can see all of the lists. How do you manage pests naturally? How do you manage poison ivy? Those things are there, right? But what I want to do is talk about what actually matters And what's a lot of hype, right? What's fact? What's filler? And I think I've said this before, but in my research, you know, for my practice, I look at all of the stuff that you're looking at to be better prepared to debunk all of the nonsense that's out there in the BS. And it's clear as day in the stuff that I've seen about holistic spring time management that they're just adding words and sentences just to make the content seem even more natural if if you will like squeaky clean natural you know we've crammed in every adjective and said every cliche i hope that we've signaled to you well enough that we're naturally inclined and It's really interesting. I just got back from the nation's largest supplement industry conference, uh, Supply Side East, actually. Boy, oh boy, was that enlightening. Uh, And we're going to be talking about uh, wellness virtue signaling after our guide to spring. Uh, There was a lot of stuff going on. I want to talk about this filler, but uh, we're going to get to the spring stuff first. So if you can't wait for next week's podcast to wrap it all up, the guide to spring, all of this is in our ebook. 
It's going to be releasing on April 26, 2023, and it's called The Guide to Spring. Visit woodstockvitamins.com forward slash spring to get the 2023 edition. So let's get the podcast going. So we're going to talk about the holistic management of allergies. And I wanted to wrap this conversation up with a nice bow. A couple of weeks ago, we touched on allergy therapy. We stated that the, the best time to start taking allergy medicine or supplements is before your supplements start and then being consistent with those therapies, taking them every single day right through until the end of the season. For some folks like me, that means all year round. Then last week, I ranted a little bit. I just actually listened to this on my way in, um, and it was about that like kind of out-of-touch, obsessively natural hot take uh, that I was getting thrown in my face via social media. You know, don't forget to clean up your diet, and... Uh, if you haven't heard that episode yet, I would check that out. Episode 31, I believe, is what it was. So, you know, what's left to say? You've said stuff. You've ranted. Well, everything important <laughs> has been left out of the conversation. So today we're going to talk about a brief uh, overview of the holistic allergy management. Uh, we're going to talk about allergy expectations and then I want to talk about the concept that medicines are less safe options. And then we're going to wrap it up with this concept of attacking on all fronts. So let's get started with holistic allergy management. When we say holistic allergy management, what do we mean? Holistic isn't anti-medicine. You've heard me say that. So it doesn't mean alternative options only. It just means that you have to consider every variable that could possibly contribute to our current health concerns or to our overall health and wellness. Allergies are a result of an exposure, not to some dude in the park, you know, wearing a trench coat, but different type of exposure. Some allergen, normally pollen or mold, when we speak about seasonal allergies, interacts with the cells of our body. And they're identified as foreign and our immune response starts. And some of us are more sensitive than others to this. And we require more things to lessen that burden. When we say holistic, we're often flailing. So what do I mean by that? When we say holistic and we read those blogs that are out there about holistic, there's no structure, right? There's no mechanism to build consistency. Do this and this every time and you'll have results. That's not what they say. They just say, here's a bunch of stuff that sounds like we're talking naturally, right? And then the other piece is that there's no priority. Do this first. And then if that doesn't work, do that. So I've created the Wellness Pyramid, a simple model for true holistic care that can be applied to every health concern or even to healthy folks, how to live our best life using the best available data. And on the bottom of that Wellness Pyramid, if you recall, are the lifestyle domains, nutrition, sleep, mental well-being, fitness, and the exosome or our environment. So yes, uh, back to last week's episode, diet can contribute to allergies, but mostly food allergies. I mean, and those intolerances, but not really those seasonal allergies. Each of the things that are related to the lifestyle domains could touch on every health concern, yes, but obviously some more than others. You can't meditate away congestion caused by seasonal allergies. Well, maybe a monk can, but you can't. <laughs> You're not a monk. <laughs> 
But the exosome, the environment, and controlling that will be the most holistic thing that you can do. So holistic management of allergies is about controlling an environment. So you identify that the exposure is this pollen, right? And like meditation, controlling that is simple but not easy. It's like, okay, just don't get exposed to pollen. Well, you have to go outside. So you could wear a mask, and that might be more socially acceptable in 2023, I guess, uh, based on what part of the country you live in, at least, right? The environmental controls that matter most, though, to allergy sufferers are going to be the ones inside your house. The hypoallergenic covers for your pillows, your blankets, and your mattresses will help tremendously. And so if you haven't heard this before, uh, it's gross, but the dead cells from your body and the little microscopic bugs that feed on that, like feast on that stuff, are thriving in that mattress of yours. <laughs> Super duper gross. And so you choke them out by covering them up and not allowing them to kind of gain in numbers. And then underneath your bed is probably really dusty and gross. So every time you hop in a bed, it all gets kicked up. And if you have carpets, all of that stuff needs to be considered. So clean all of that stuff up very frequently and then up your filter game in the house. If you have AC or heating units, make sure that you have hypoallergenic, super duper powerful filters, right? Do all of the things that you can. Somebody asked me, do all of the, do any of those like little three foot tall filters that you see that like kind of swing back and forth. Do they matter? I don't know. Like some people say that they do. And I guess if they help you go for it, but I'm not too sure if there's like clinical significance that I could use to then recommend it on a podcast and be like, Hey, everybody do this thing. Right. The one thing I'll say though, about that list, some stuff that we've touched on before and I'm stuff you'll see online. Uh, I don't want you to yammy to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Too many people want holistic from me. And then I tell them these kinds of things, uh, the most impactful things, and I get the yeah, yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, you know, they'd have less exposure to junk if they were like sheetrocking their bedrooms constantly. <laughs> it's just dust everywhere. So it's important. We take the important things we make them important, put them first, and then we do them consistently. So let's always remember to do that, especially if our goal is to perform holistic care for ourselves. So after we've addressed that bottom of the pyramid, we look to the middle, the self-care, which is the OTC medication, supplements, and anything else. And I don't really comment on the anything else stuff because and I personally don't believe that acupuncture is going to help out with allergies, seasonal allergies. But if you're looking for those other alternative modalities, do it. But all I suggest is do so strategically. Make sure that you're prioritizing it based on the evidence. And I believe that those alternative modalities, anything that I'm not mentioning here today, should be prioritized lower than the things that we are talking about today. So the therapies that are found in the middle of the pyramid here are, I'm going to touch on in the other section. So I just want to wrap this concept real quick. Uh, if you recall, I use the analogy histamine is like glitter in a balloon. Once that balloon pops, it's a real pain to clean up all of that glitter that's in your carpets and everywhere. So our goal should be, in general, to have less balloons popping. And we want to constantly be cleaning to stay on top of the overwhelming nature of having so much glitter everywhere, right? So environmental controls, of course, are number one, especially inside our houses or even our workplaces, where we're going to spend most of our days. 
The balloons can't pop if you're not around needles, <laughs> right? Monitor the pollen reports from the Weather Channel, and if you're super sensitive, limit your time outside during those periods, right? Then use the supplements or medicine, the therapies, to help reduce and hopefully prevent the allergy response. We want to make stronger balloons, and we need higher-powered vacuums. So start the things early before your symptoms start. Take them consistently. Be religious about it. And then stick with them. Take them until the end of the season, even if you start to feel better. So that's the holistic allergy care, in brief, I would say, right? So what we do and what we can take with the emphasis on do <laughs> and taking the things the right way. But another important piece of successful holistic strategy is expectations, understanding what success can look like by understanding the situation a lot better. So let's talk about that now. So let's review a concept that we've talked about before on the podcast, expectations. Not the real expectations that matter, uh, that we'll get into. The forced expectations, the false expectations, that's what I want to discuss. The propaganda machine of the wellness industrial complex needs you to get hyped up about their supplement, their treatment, their solution. And they do so with stronger and stronger rhetoric. So we believe that the benefits of the most inconsequential things that we do or take will be life-changing. And that's not your fault. I say it all the time, right? That's the story that we hear. It's the testimonials that they post that probably aren't even real. The analogy I always used to uh, go back to, and I, I enjoy doing today even, is Oprah and Suzanne Summers. right? They're on their show and talking about, take this little cream, put a dab of it on your skin, and yes, you two women will have no hot flashes ever again. You'll be a new woman, right? It'll be a night and day type of experience. The problem becomes that if we don't experience the results that they're falsely claiming that we should be experiencing... Two things happen. We go two different ways. One, we blame ourselves. There's something wrong with me to not have that result. And two, we blame the product. And the product stinks, which could be partially right, especially when we talk about supplements and supplement quality. But the thing is, is that we never blame the rhetoric, man. Maybe the hype is what's wrong, not the product, not ourselves. Maybe the product or solution or service or whatever will work if it's used correctly, if our expectations are aligned appropriately. So here's something a blog about natural allergy relief probably won't ever say. Something your influencers on Instagram wouldn't dare utter. You just might have luck. <laughs> I have a friend who suffers from allergies since he was a baby. <laughs> he was a little kid and he's always been dealing with these allergies. He does and still does everything. He takes high potency antihistamines. He does the neti pot all the time. He does steroid and antihistamine nasal sprays. He does antihistamine eye drops every single day. And he does the allergy treatments with the allergists, the injections, right? Uh, every month to desensitize him against the 
pollen and all the stuff that causes him problems. And Silly sounds like somebody who just hit a bong a little too hard, right? Snorting and coughing way more than normal. A little Darth Vader-y, right? And so the question is, is this person a failure? Well, we can say, yes, he is a failure. He's not funny. And his wife is way better of a person than he is. But from an allergy perspective, he's a success. Because without all of that, he'd be way worse. So he's not 100%, but he's way better than he is uh, would be. So in wellness, we've allowed the rhetoric to define what success is. And those definitions don't serve you. They serve the bottom line of that business. They've set our expectations, or worse, they've made success a nebulous concept. So question number one that I ask patients when I do my free consultations is, what does success look like for you? Or if in your mind, I've helped you, what would that look like? Allergies are definitely an arena where we need proper expectations. And I teach people about the balloon and the glitter for a reason. Allergies are an overwhelming experience. You're getting, you're getting hit from all sides constantly, just breathing, just standing there. You're getting bombarded. And as I said earlier, some of us are more sensitive than others. Some of us require aggressive allergy treatment and prevention modalities just to be average. Some of us won't even sniffle once, on the other hand, right? So we should expect in an optimistic light that a reduction in symptoms will come from aggressive allergy management, not a removal. And if you're one of the lucky people that you become symptom-free with just one simple pill, then celebrate that win. Some people aren't that lucky, right? What we should expect is a constant vigilance. A million billion pollen particles are in the air for weeks at a time, just wafting all over you, <laughs> going to the mucus sac of your lungs. And that level of pollen is going to change. It's going to wax and wane. So we have to be on guard all the time. And so we should expect better days and we should expect some worse days. And I say all of that to say this. The rhetoric around expectations can lead us to a point of frustration. And then that leads us to an anti-institution mindset. The doctors don't know because they said, I couldn't get any better than what I'm doing right now. Or those over-the-counter drugs don't work. I want something different. And I hear the frustrations. I hear all of your frustrations around all of this. I say at the onset that I'm a fan of supplements and holistic care. I just think that all these folks out here talking smack without having to back it up, making claims... It's starting to turn us against good options. And it makes us think, even at a subconscious level, that maybe it's me. So if we follow the rhetoric trail, you know, looking at holistic as anti-medicine at its core, as they say, the incorrect expectations that they set for us, the messaging about the pharmaceutical industry and the false dichotomy that it creates, supplements versus and natural stuff versus pharma, we're, you know, we very naturally arrive to this mindset. And the mindset is, I don't want to use medications because they're less safe. 
I mean, have you heard a drug commercial, right? <laughs> the side effects are a mile long. There's a guy in a tub. I don't know what he's doing there, but they said that I'm going to die if I take this thing, right? Supplements don't have those side effects. That's at least what we tell ourselves. Probably nine out of my last 12 conversations around holistic allergy management since Saturday have said to me, I don't want to use OTC allergy medicines because they're less safe. And I encourage you to listen again to my episode about supplement quality, specifically the first segment, to get an understanding of what's behind that curtain. Again, none of this is your fault, right? The individual. If you felt this way or actively feel this way, medicines are less safe than supplements. It's probably because somebody made a pretty convincing but very wrong argument that led you to this place. So like expectations, our definition of what is safe is nebulous. Do you know what I think is not safe? Carcinogens, heavy metals well above naturally occurring levels, hexane or butane, active compounds that directly cause liver toxicity. And those aren't coming from medications, folks. Those are coming from very real and very common occurrences in supplements. So are all supplements bad? Nope, not at all. Are many problematic? Yep, <laughs> you better believe it. Are all medicines good? Nope, not at all. Are most exceptionally refined with minimum risks? Yes, you better believe that too. And that's not bias. That's not me with my training saying I'm pro-pharma or something like that. That's a reality. It's not bias because I'm going to say something honestly. I don't care. <laughs> not that I don't care, but I just don't want one side to win. I, I, what I really want is I just don't want you to waste your resources, your money, your time, and your hope on bullshit. Right? People avoid very helpful allergy medicines. Now almost all available OTC because of their super safe nature, because they believe the opposite about those things. Claritin, for example. I don't want to take Claritin because it's a medicine. It's one of the cleanest medicines ever made. <laughs> you take it, it does its thing, it leaves. No drug interactions, no adverse events. Does nothing outside the assigned task, right? And I'm not going to do the listicle thing to make my case and go through each and every one, right? Because the only case that I'm trying to make here is that what we believe about medicines or supplements might not best serve us. So are there better options out there? Yes. Are there options that do have more side effects? Yes. Our goal is to find the most appropriate, most beneficial option for you. And that might be a supplement. And sometimes that might be a medication. Because here's the big unknown, the big thing most of us don't think about. We think allergies are a nuisance, but poorly controlled allergies in some people can lead to long-term complications. Additional stress on the lungs and the rest of the cardiovascular system over a long time has real consequences. So my mission here is to have you live your healthiest, longest life. And that's what all these charlatans tell you that they want. But then their advice is putting you at risk by exposing you to truly unsafe compounds and supplements and making you avoid the real safe options sometimes in over-the-counters or even prescription medications. Again, I don't care either way. I just want you to know that it's not one versus the other. Our standards are defensive in nature. We want the best to be the healthiest. And 
any skepticism that you have about these institutions and these industries is justified. These systems suck (laughs) and stuff is broken. But we need to recognize how this profit-driven propaganda and medical misinformation make our defenses heightened against things that could potentially help us. So apply your skepticism back at the alternative systems claiming to be the best natural solutions. And with all that in mind, I, I want to talk about three quick points about therapy strategies, because this really is a war on all sides. So point number one, you might need more than one thing to help out with allergies. You know, you're fighting this internal war, so you might need an oral antihistamine or supplement that supports the histamine system, or possibly more, depending upon the severity. You might need an antihistamine and a leukotriene blocker and and like, you know, uh, a mast cell stabilizer. There's a million things that you could potentially be on just to fight that internal war. And then you're also breathing in this stuff. And you might get nasal congestion. You you might get antihistamine or steroid nasal sprays. And you might use a neti pot and saline sprays and all that stuff to wash out your sinuses. And then your eyes are these mucus balls capturing all that pollen as you walk about. So you might need eye antihistamine drops or lubricating eye drops too. And despite all of this histamine reduction fighting this war, you might still feel like garbage. <laughs> Sorry to laugh at that because, you know, I could relate. Uh, but you might need symptomatic relief too. And so, you know, we recommend Sinus Blaster as one of our herbal anti-congestion remedies. Or you might need some Sudafed. Bronchial syrups are herbal cough uh, syrup and it flies off the shelf this time of the year. And so does Mucinex or honey or whatever, right? But that's five or more things to treat allergies And what you need to hear is that that's okay, because that's the nature of allergies. All of that is in addition to the wellness practices that we've discussed, the environmental controls, and yeah, sure, social media people, even diet, whatever. Eating healthier is never a bad thing. Number two is you might need multiple things, but it doesn't mean that you should duplicate. This comes up quite a bit. Uh, I want to do multiple things. I want to I take a Claritin and a Zyrtec, right? Um, you know, that's a little bit different than having to use an eye drop and a nasal spray and a pill, right? That's not duplication because, again, it's a war on different fronts. Taking a supplement with antihistamine properties and Claritin is a problem. Again, Claritin and Zyrtec, that's duplication. So here's a pearl. Sometimes a little duplication is good, but that's not for you to figure out on your own or to hear from a friend or from some dude on a podcast. That's for you and your doctor or your pharmacist to plan out, and that can be done correctly and be very beneficial. I'll also say that you know when it comes to choosing the therapist that you work with here, the, the practitioners, a pharmacist is a great place to start, a holistic pharmacist even better, and I would say that you may have to go for higher levels of care, an allergist or an ENT or something like that. But don't be surprised if your doctor says, no, you're not a candidate for that uh, extra level of care uh, because allergies can be managed here. One of the things that I try to help folks with is, is how to navigate the medical industry. And Knowing that if you go to your doctor and say, I have, I have these whole horrible allergy symptoms without have first 
trying all of the environmental stuff and taking the pills, that's not going to be very fruitful for you because the doctor's going to tell you to do all of that stuff. So now you've waited to see them and waited in the office and taken all your time to get that appointment done, and it didn't really help you. So if you can be thorough in your approach and apply this holistic strategy and the supplement strategy, you'll be better equipped for having these meetings with these higher level practitioners. Number three is just because it's not 100% doesn't mean it's not a success. Back to my ugly friend with the awesome wife, you know, take every victory that you can. Again, Oprah and Susan Summers didn't say that your hot flashes go from 11 to 4 because that promise is boring. They said that you're going to be a brand new woman, right? Uh, But 11 to 4 is a big win. And don't believe that rhetoric. So that does it for this week's podcast episode. I'm trying to make these shorter. And I'm trying to give less of a fire hose. I had somebody actually say that they have to pause the episodes multiple times because I'm giving too much information. (laughs) So uh, we're going to be moving more towards this kind of format, shorter episodes, a little bit more ranty kind of teaching bigger lessons while we give the information and then addressing specific questions that people have about these topics back to the scenes from the apothecary, if you will. Right. So take a few moments, share this podcast to one friend. And if you're super generous, share it to two friends. And then, you know, visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast. Most importantly, remember that being our healthiest starts with being honest about ourselves and the health and wellness industry, then blazing a new path, marching forward one step at a time. And I'm Dr. Neil Smoller, and you better believe I got your back. Thanks for joining me.